Welcome to episode number 51, everybody, of the Jackson Hole Connection, brought to you by the Liquor Store of Jackson Hole, supporting the community of Jackson Hole and the surrounding valley for over 35 years. Please visit the jacksonholeconnection.com slash TLS to learn more. I'm Stephan Abrams, your host of the Jackson Hole Connection. I believe if you desire a truly fulfilling life, both personally and professionally, then you must be willing to find a connection with people outside of your everyday circle of influence, which is why I created the Jackson Hole Connection podcast. My guest today is Scott Max, a United States Naval Academy graduate, father, husband, entrepreneur, and fellow Lions Pride cohort member. I asked Scott to be a guest today to learn more about what he does to drive success in the daily grind. Scott is an out-of-the-box thinker, a risk taker, who inspires me to perform better every day. Scott has carved out a unique business model to bring other like-minded business people together to find success. One of the many neat skills Scott has is being a coach for the Clifton Strengths, which is a must-do for any high-performing person. Enjoy Scott's insight and thoughts about everyday life and connecting with others. Scott, I'm delighted that you're a guest with me today on the Jackson Hole Connection. I was honored and thrilled when you accepted my invitation. So welcome. Thanks, Stefan. I appreciate the, the invite. Excited to, to talk with you today. So for a little bit of transparency's sake, uh, you and I met through a business acceleration group, the Lions Pride. And is that your connection to Jackson Hole? It's uh, one of my connections, but my, my first connection was actually back in 2003 um, when I was in the Navy and I was stationed in Newport, Rhode Island and my, uh, where I was attending a, a school uh, for my next job in the Navy and the duty station after that where my, my ship was, was going to be was out in uh, Washington State in Bremerton, Washington. So um, I invited my dad up to, uh, to meet me. I think we met in Pennsylvania. Um, he was living in, in Maryland uh, where I grew up and I, and we met in Pennsylvania at my grandparents' house and we drove, uh, did a road trip, a father and son road trip to, um, to Washington. And one of our stops was Jackson Hole and to see the, the Grand Tetons and the, uh, the beautiful nature out there. But that's, that was my, my first time out there. And my second time out there was, uh, probably when, when we met, at uh, one of the uh, the live events for for the Lions Bride, which was 15 years later. Yeah, so. <laughs> quite a time difference there. Well, I mean, 15 years later is nothing. I mean, I've spoken to a few people here, and some people don't come back for 30 years. <laughs> but it's, it's a special like, place. It is. So, how did you feel the first time that you saw those mountains? Uh, it was it was pretty amazing. It's just it's so beautiful. Um, and it's, we, there were so many stops on the road trip, you know, so, you know, one thing kind of started blending in with the other, but I, I remember landing in Jackson Hole uh, at the first live event for the Lions Pride, April, 2018, and getting off the, uh, the airplane or actually just well, as we were flying into Jackson Hole, it was just so beautiful. And, you know, all the memories kind of came back from the first time I was there with my dad. And I guess just the way to describe it is just like, I just felt like inner peace, like just, just seeing like this beautiful nature and um, the mountains. I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was unbelievable. So 
I guess refreshed was, was I guess the word to use here. So <laughs> I'd say that's a great word to use because any mountains just give me a, a new revitalization as far as how I feel. I love the mountains. They're refreshing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful place. And, um, and the downtown is, is really cool. All the, the shops and uh, the restaurants and it's just, just a really unique place to, uh, to be. And I guess for you to live, so you're a, a lucky person. Thank you. Um, I, I can take no credit for what this community is and what has drawn people to it, but I'm happy to take a, be a part of it. Scott, you have, um, several businesses that you have launched and I think it's, great for people to know that you yourself are a podcaster. You have your own podcast. Tell us a little bit about your podcast and the business and businesses that you have. Sure. Yeah. We'll start with the, with the podcast, um, which is connected to a community that I started basically a virtual community to connect people that once went to one of the, uh, the U S service academies, like air force Academy, West point, uh, Naval Academy, Air Force Academy, Coast Guard Academy, Merchant Marine Academy, um, and we connect around business. And you know, I guess the the need that I filled was there's a lot of service academy graduates who are now out of the military and out in the business world or entrepreneurs or building businesses. And there's really been a no, not a not a great way for all of us to connect and help each other. And so, um, so that's kind of what I created was this. Uh, this online community. And I started with a podcast. I just scraped together a, a small email list and I started uh, interviewing service academy graduates that had really cool entrepreneurial success stories. And I'd email them out to the email list and I noticed there was getting, <laughs> getting lots of downloads. So I was like, wow, like this is pretty cool. Um, sounds like this is something that, that people want. And I remember yeah, the first, first one that I did was uh, Tyler Merritt who went to West Point and he is the founder of Nine Line Apparel, and um, and he's it's just been a, a really successful business. Um, they're doing tens of millions in, in sales, and he's relatively young. He's a West Point 2006 grad, and that was the uh, the first podcast interview. I didn't know him. I just reached out to him on LinkedIn and <laughs> wanted to see if he'd be interested. And we uh, we hopped on a call. I had a microphone. We hit record, and off to the races. So I think this just this morning I published episode number 68. Oh, fantastic. Congratulations. So yeah, in the last two years, we've done 68 episodes. I, I started off just doing them twice a month and um, now I do them weekly. So, uh, so that's my, uh, my podcast. And, and how many downloads are you getting on your podcast out of curiosity? I think since we started, we've probably somewhere like around 25,000 downloads, um, which is a, a far cry from the first podcast that I had that I think maybe had a total of, I actually did it for a year. It was, it's kind of funny. Um, and, you know, people, I guess they only kind of see or talk about the successes, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but I think there's a lot to be learned from the failure. So I had this, my first podcast was, uh, was called Success Starts Sunday. And I was like, all right, so I'm going to give uh, personal development tips and about like starting the week on Sunday and setting goals and that sort of thing, which, you know, I had good intentions and, you know, I thought the content was pretty good, but there wasn't much interest in it. You know, I think I got maybe five downloads per, per episode, maybe probably people just downloaded it by accident because they thought it was something else. But, uh, <laughs> but from that, after a year of, <laughs> of doing this, Success Start Sunday, I realized the importance of having a niche. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I ended up stopping that. And I think it's important too. you know, a lot of, you know, I'm a very goal oriented and, you know, I don't like to quit, you know, I'm like, you want, you want to just keep persevering. Right. And I think that can be a strength. And I also think it could be a, a weakness sometimes when, um, you're kind of going in a direction that that's, that's not working out. So, um, but I did decide just to stop that. And I took six months off just to, you know, maybe figure out what I wanted to do next. And I came up with the idea with the, uh, the service Academy business mastermind and, um, you know, created, uh, I launched the, the, the community with a, a podcast. Uh, then we started doing online networking meetups on zoom and we actually have one tonight. There's going to be 20 or 25 people at this online meetup and just a, been a great way to connect service Academy graduates, uh, who are out in the business world. And, um, so we do networking meetups. We've got two accelerator programs, one for real estate investing, one for business. So um, we've got, so those are kind of like coaching programs and courses to, to help people accelerate their business and real estate investing. And then we've got a, an investor group, uh, which uh, we launched two or three months ago. And, and the purpose of the investor group is to connect service academy graduates who are raising capital for their businesses or for a real estate project with other service academy graduates who want to invest in those opportunities. So, but it all started with the podcast and two years ago and, and uh, you know, now we've got this, this thriving online community and it's, it's been a lot of fun. I'm glad you're having so much fun with it because when you're having fun with what you might want to call work, then it really doesn't seem like it's work at all. No, no, it, it isn't. I mean, so I do this full time now. So as of, this year, it's all I do. And I've got an, an online store as well, a, kind of a niche online store that provides a little bit of income. But, you know, it's, it's, these are my, my full-time hustles now. So, <laughs> but it doesn't seem like work at all. You know, I just talk with people that I enjoy talking to every day and, and um, creating products and services and new things for the community. And, and then I, I live in Charleston, South Carolina, which isn't, doesn't suck. So, uh, then I go to the beach or we go out to a cool restaurant or <laughs> whatever. It's, it's a lot of fun. And, and earlier you mentioned the failure that you had with the first podcast. And I'm going to guess when you took the plunge to go out on your own, tell me what was the success look like? Did it happen immediately? How long did it take it before you felt comfortable that, okay, this is going to really work? Yeah. So I think um, with different business ventures that I've been involved with or the things that I've started, I pretty much knew like right away whether it was a good idea or a bad idea based on this, the response. Like, Hey, how many people downloaded this, the service Academy business mastermind podcast, right? You know, the number on the first episode for that podcast was exponential compared to success starts Sunday. And so strengths months, uh, that's the name of my online store, which uh, we sell products related to Gallup's strengths finder assessment. So people take the assessment, they get their top five strengths. And so we sell coffee mugs and t-shirts with people's top five strengths. Uh, I launched that on a Friday afternoon. Uh, I was just about to leave work. I was like three, three and a half years ago, Friday afternoon, probably what most people would think is like the worst time to launch anything. It was like four (laughs) o'clock. And I just, I literally posted a link to the online store or the, uh, to one of the Facebook groups I was in uh, with, uh, there's like 5,000 people in the Facebook group, um, all people that were Gallup coaches. So posted a link to the store in the Facebook group and a 
included a picture of my mug and within five minutes got an order like right away. So on the two successful ventures that I've done in, over the last couple of years, I knew right away that they would, that they were going to be successful. And I think the same is true with, for the unsuccessful ones, like success start Sunday. I pretty much knew right away, like, man, like I need to tweak this or I need to adjust this or change this. And I just kind of kept persevering through it. And, but I think that there's always a, a gold nugget that you take from, from failures. And for that one was, you know, I, two things. Number one, I figured out like how to podcast. I learned, like I had all of the gear that I needed. I knew how the process worked. And uh, so that was important. So I learned like how to do, like how to do a podcast. And the second thing that I learned was that you've got to have a niche. And I think it's not only important to have a niche, but have a niche that you're close to. So like when I, like for the people that listen to, listen to the Service Academy podcast, like I'm a Service Academy graduate, but I went to the Naval Academy. So I really relate to the audience because I'm one of them. I'm an entrepreneur. And that's kind of what the, all, all the stories that we share or the interviews that we do on the podcast are, are with entrepreneurs and business owners. And so I relate to them. So, um, and, and I, so, you know, so I'm close to the niche and I know how to find them, right? Because I'm one of them. So I know where they hang out. You know, I, I could put together an email list um, for dist marketing distribution. And so that's, I think, why uh, was my second biggest takeaway from my from the Success Start Sunday uh, podcast was um, was uh, the importance of having a niche and especially one that you're close to. That's fantastic as far as you finding your your niche. What type of work did you have to put in to to come to the realization of um, that one you needed a niche, but then two, what your niche could be? So there's probably another three years prior to the Success Start Sunday podcast of, of work that I've done, mostly just online. Um, you know, I started a, a blog, like a personal development blog, and I, so I did a lot of writing. Um, but I think this, the key skill set that I learned was online marketing and like how to, to reach people online, um, you know, kind of through that, that three or four year journey. And so I think it was just trial and error. It was just trying things out seeing what worked, seeing what, what didn't work. And I think ultimately it just comes down to, and I, and I think a good test is like, how easily can you find your target customer? Like, so think, think about like, if you're on Facebook, like, is it, and maybe you're, you want to create an ad on Facebook, a social media ad, like how easily, how easy is it for you to dial in like your audience? And if it's not easy and there's like maybe a million or, or 10 million or hundred million people like in this target market that you think that you want to reach, that's probably too many, which means you don't have it dialed in enough. So, so that's a good test is just to, to go on into Facebook and set up an audience for, to run an ad and see if you can find your target market. And if you can, then, Hey, that's a pretty good indication that you're going to be able to, to market to them and, and reach who your potential customers might be. Um, you know, I know throughout the, the world, there's about 150,000 people that went to graduated from a service academy, um, relatively small niche, but I can easily find them on LinkedIn, on Facebook. I can reach out to them. I can invite them to meetups, you know, ask them to listen to the podcast. There's all sorts of different ways that I can reach them through different channels um, because it is such a, such a tight niche. And you, you had some great bits of information in there. And I, I like what you said 
about if you're going to shoot for 10 million followers or try to reach 10 million people, you haven't found what your niche is. You haven't found what your customer is. And tell people, because it sounds great if you could reach 10 million people. Some people might think that, wow, this is going to be highly profitable if I can reach that number of people. But tell, tell me why you, you don't want to start so large. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with having 10 million as a goal. Like that, that's a great goal to have. Hey, one day, you know, five or 10 years from now, or I want to reach, I want to have like, the, I want to create this 10 million person community or whatever it is. I want to have 10 million customers, um, at which point you'd probably have made millions of dollars by doing that. Um, but the truth is that nobody really starts there. You know, you start with a, a very specific niche, right? As, as we've kind of talked about, but you can always expand from there. Like, like I could naturally go from people that went to graduated from a service academy, um, which is about 150,000 people to military veterans, which is 20 million, right? So, and then there's probably different levels in between there of, of people that I could reach. Maybe it's military officers who went to, you know, the various, through various commissioning channels in addition to the service academy graduates maybe there's i don't know half a million of those people then ultimately military veterans which would you know be that's a that's a pretty large target market about 20 million people have served in the the military so that's kind of the progression so you start very small and narrow and then you can always you can always just stay there if that's what you like doing and that's who you like working with like i i'm perfectly happy right now with with the, the target market that I, that I work with. But as you become successful in that working with that particular niche, whichever one it is that you choose, um, you start to develop skills, you start to develop products, you start to develop services that people want. And there's no reason why you can't sell those products and services and use those skills to help other and anybody else. Right. So, um, just, just having a niche makes marketing a lot more, <laughs> a lot easier and more efficient. And this information that you're providing the content here, is this a snippet of what people could find if they were to join, um, your mastermind group or one of your, uh, accelerator programs? Yeah. So in the business accelerator, um, yeah, I did a, a session last, I think it was last year in 2018, just, just actually on this very, this topic, you know, finding your niche. And there's one, one element in that presentation that I remember that I, that I think resonated with people or people I'd never seen before. And it was like the idea of niching down twice, right? So think about like who your target market is and who you want to help and then niche down twice from there. And that I think would really help you kind of zone in on who it is you, you really want to help. So, so niching down twice for me, I could take, I could start with military veterans, 20 million, and then niche down from there once to, maybe military officers or former military officers. Maybe that takes me from 20 million to 500,000. And then from there, I could niche down again to service academy graduates. So that would be niching down twice to, to kind of find the, the, the sweet spot. So um, yeah, so that was, that was actually one of the topics that we, that we had at one of our meetings last year. I, I just think it's so important. And, and I do see a lot of people that, um, but, but most people want to start big. Like I wanted to start big. I want to help everybody success starts Sunday, like goal setting, right? All these general things that, you know, people like you think you can help people with. And 
you might have great content and great tools and great products, but if they're not really, if, if people don't come to the sales page or come to your website and just like really resonate with the content and see that, yes, like this is the absolute thing for me, then it's going to be hard to, to, to sell them the, uh, what you're, what is that you're trying to sell. Um, and I also think like once you have a, a really a dialed in niche, um, it could be polarizing to some people. Like people come to the, the SABM website and if they didn't go to a service academy, they're like, I don't understand what this is really service academy. What is like, I, like, I, like people will set up calls with me and I'll talk to them and they're like, they didn't even know what a service academy was. So like, <laughs> okay. which is, is completely fine. Like a lot of people don't. Um, and so that's an indication to me that, yeah, I've got it dialed in because <laughs> I've got people who have no idea what this thing even is. And that's great. That's fine. I'm cool with that. But the people that do come to the web website that are service academy graduates that are building businesses are like, oh my goodness, this is what I've been looking for. <laughs> like you designed this thing uh, for me, right? And then they sign up and they think it's cool and then they tell their friends and it just builds from there. That's spectacular. And, and I love the niching down twice. I, I wrote that down. It, it's so true. You, you got to just keep ratcheting it down until you find the, that small group of people who are going to just lean into what message you have, whatever you're selling. And those are the people that are going to help you grow uh, your followers right there, your success stories from there. Scott, we're going to take a quick break for a word from one of our sponsors, and we'll be right back. The liquor store of Jackson Hole? Don't let the name confuse you. There's much more to find at TLS than just liquor. Experience world-class service, Wyoming's largest selection of imported wines, and a representation of scotch which will make every Highlander fall to his knees. The professional team will help your visit be one to remember. Feel as though too many selections can be daunting? Not to worry. The TLS team makes navigating the aisles easy peasy. Visit the jacksonholeconnection.com slash TLS for more details. Scott, we were just talking about niching down twice and your business accelerator program, the S, uh, SABM group, sabmgroup.com. And you, your focus is service academy grads. Now, could somebody still join you, one of your accelerator programs or could they be an investor in some of your programs if they are not a service academy graduate? Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so Stefan, I'll, I'll tie this back into the Jackson Hole connection. So, uh, so Bill Watkins, our mutual friend, the founder of the Lions Pride, went to West Point. He's a service academy graduate. So, you know, so through SABM, I connected with Bill who lives in, in uh, just outside of Jackson Hole, and that's where he has his live events. And that's the reason why, you know, I came out to Jackson Hole um, this year and last year was to attend one of his events. And that's where we met. So I did, I did want to include that because that, that's, you know, definitely my, my link to uh, Jackson Hole and, and why, you know, I'm on the, the show today. And, uh, you know, so Bill's got a, a program and um, a lot of service academy graduates are in his, his program. And um, you were in it as well, and you didn't go to a service academy. So we do have have um, uh, different programs that at least you know I'm affiliated with that uh, where they're it's open to everybody, right? As long as you have the the right mindset and you know it's the the right fit for you. And so, but I would say like our online meetups, you know, those are would be good. You know, if if you're 
it's nice to have a service academy graduate there at the meetup with you um, to introduce you. I have no problem if people bring guests. The investor group, um, you know, I've got no problem. Certainly, if somebody wants to invest in a business, you know, I don't think it matters if you're a service academy graduate or or not. But one thing that I guess one rule that I do have is that the investment opportunities I want. Uh, them to be led by uh, somebody who went to one of the academies because that's kind of the whole point in the group but investors can come from anywhere that's spectacular and I, I love the part about you just connecting with people outside of your group with meaning the the service academy grads and the reason why I started Jackson Hole Marketplace my worldview is if you want to live truly fulfilling life then you have to connect and reach out to people outside of your normal everyday circles. And when you do, you're going to meet new people, find new ideas and perspectives, and it's going to help you um, drive that mindset. Like you said, you have to have the mindset for success. And by reaching out to other people, we're going to all learn from each other. And, and I think that's so important to live a really well-rounded life personally and professionally. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm pretty and very inclusive by nature. I mean, it's on the strengths finder system, my number two strength is includer. So, um, so like, I don't really like exclusive groups or anything like that. And I don't want, you know, anybody listening to think like, Hey, SABM is this exclusive group. Like I'm pretty much open to, I love connecting with all sorts of different people, all different ages. And I think that's why the SABM group works so well is because we have people from all the academies. Normally there's like these big competitions between the academies, army versus Navy, you know, and there's like, you know, and if they're like rivalries and then even, um, it's like Alabama versus Auburn. Right. Right. So there's, you know, these, these rivalries between the academies, normally uh, class years will, will stick together. Like, you know, the class Naval Academy class of 2001, right? And, and then so we've got a, our own Facebook group and we kind of talk with each other there because we're all classmates, but there's never been a great way to connect all the academies and all of the class years. And we've got people from like the class of like this in the 60s come to some of our meetups. Um, we just had somebody from the class of 72 uh, join the real estate investing accelerator. Um, we've, I've got a, a midshipman tonight um, who's going to be at our online meetup. I think he's like a, he graduates in 2021 or something <laughs> like, so I'm interested to hear what his story is, but there's like, so within this, this group, you know, there's like all ages, all academies, all these different experiences. And I think that that's what really, really makes it thrive. And even if like people that just only went for a year or two and it wasn't right for them, I don't have any problem with them attending either. Right. So <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah. So I guess that's, I just wanted to kind of emphasize that as like, you know, it is a pretty inclusive community within, you know, the service academy circle, but in order that's, but that's the reason that's like the secret sauce. That's why it works is because everybody has a common background. Everybody served in the military. Everybody went to an academy. And then, so there's this natural trust factor when you're talking with somebody where you meet somebody at a meetup or somebody's pitching an investment uh, opportunity, you know, it's just, it just lowers the, the barriers, you know, and it's a trust factor. That's, that's pretty strong. It sounds that way. And it's like you said, that thread of commonality can just reduce all of those barriers of entering into a relationship with people. It, it's so important. Um, let's talk real quick about your strengths finders. Now you are a coach for strengths finders and you have the strengths mugs.com help people understand a little bit more about 
what is StrengthsFinders? Uh, sure, yeah. So the StrengthsFinder assessment uh, is an assessment created by Gallup, um, actually created by a gentleman by the name of Don Clifton, who has since uh, passed away. But uh, like his whole life mission was to create this language of the talent themes. And so he came up with uh, 34 different talent themes, everything from competition is a talent theme, uh, strategic, uh, woo, winning others over is a talent theme, positivity. So there's all these, it's a language to help understand what you do best and to help you understand what others do best. And so that's what it is. So it's, it's an assessment that you take. It's 177 questions, takes about 40 minutes to, to complete. And the, uh, once you're done the, taking the assessment, you can either um, pay to get your top five strengths or pay to get uh, one through 34 all in order. So you, <laughs> which I recommend, uh, just why don't you just see them all? So you can see what's at the top, you can see what's at the bottom, and it'll really give you a, uh, some great insights into, into what you do best. And then also, um, you get this great a bunch of reports, but uh, you know, in, in one of the reports, um, it lists the types of environments, like work environments you might thrive in. So that was very, that's what, what I, why I actually took the assessment probably when I first took it, maybe eight years ago or something was uh, just for like my own personal development. You know, I was trying to figure out, I knew that I wasn't really in the right career. Um, so I was just trying to figure out what might be the best fit for me. And that led me to the, uh, the strengths finder assessment. And I loved it so much. I went out and, and paid like 10 grand to get <laughs> Gallup certified. So, uh, so that was fun. And that, I think, um, and that was probably the first, I guess a key lesson there was that was probably one of the first real investments that I had really made in, into myself, uh, financially until that point, you know, I went to, to business school and I paid for that, but a lot of people go to business school, you know, it's, um, but, but that would, but that with, with the strengths coaching, there was no guarantees that I was going to get any sort of return from this <laughs> investment, you know, and I think that was a total cost. It was like 7,500 for the course. And then, you know, to fly out to Omaha, Nebraska, uh, where their headquarters is, and then, you know, rent a hotel, uh, for the week in a car or whatever. I mean, that's, it was about like 10 grand and, um, it was that like was part a of my, huge investment. It was like part of, part of my bonus that year. Like, like. <laughs> You know, most people, I guess up until that point, you know, I'd get a bonus from work or whatever, and we'd go like on a vacation or whatever. And I think, um, I remember talking to my dad about the opportunity and I was like, oh, I, you know, I can fly out and I can get the, to Omaha and get the certification or I can get like a shed from my backyard. And he's like, what? He's like, go get, you know, just go invest in yourself. So um, had I invested in the shed and the house that we had since moved from, um, my investment would be basically worth zero. Mm -hmm. uh, so <laughs> um, it's just funny how, how things work out. But so, you know, so that was, I guess that was that journey. So I got uh, certified through Gallup. I was like one of the first 100 to go through the program. And now they said they've had thousands of people go through their uh, strengths course and certification process. And I think it was a year later, I came back from that. I launched Strengths Mugs and then I've made all my money back over and over from <laughs> just that the online store related to that assessment. Also, I mean, coaching is kind of where I started before the SABM group. And, you know, I went through some different brand, you know, reiterations and I ultimately 
and, you know, there were failures. So like success starts Sunday, that was a podcast. I had like a, a blog and a website and I did coaching and I had, you know, a small email list that I would kind of promote my coaching services to. And I had some clients, but that was really the beginning was just creating content, sending it out to people, trying to create products and services that people might want. That led me to, you know, work with some clients, which led me to the Strengths Finder assessment, which I thought was a great tool to help people and help me understand what, how to help them as I was working with them, which led me to create Strengths Mugs. And then from Strengths Mugs, hey, I had this online store, I was making sales. I just thought, I really like working with Surf's Academy grads in my coaching business. Now I've got this online store that I want to grow. Wouldn't it be cool if there was a community to connect us all and where we could all help each other out? And that's what SABM Group kind of has become, um, which started, you know, six or seven years ago as something else. So <laughs> that's been and the journey. Fantastic journey. And I so appreciate you sharing that. And you said something really important, I think, for us all to realize that this was several years ago that you started this process. This isn't like an overnight success. There is no such thing as an overnight success. Yeah, this was 2011. Yeah, we are now eight years into it, if it was 2011. Congratulations on sticking <laughs> with it and, and investing in yourself because I, I don't think enough people do invest in themselves. So congratulations to have that insight to do that for yourself. It's, and it, yeah, because it's not, you don't see the results right away and there's no guarantee that this investment in yourself or that course or whatever is going to have any sort of return. But the truth is, uh, we are our own best investment, right? We, I mean, I was sending money away every month to my 401k plan at my company to invest in all of these other companies that I didn't even know who they were, like some fund or some, you know, what. If I had just taken all of that money, literally, and just invested it in my own education and through, you know, certifications or courses or whatever, like, I guarantee you that that would be 10x today versus what, making like five or 6% a year, like in the, <laughs> the market. So, um, but that's guaranteed pretty much, right? I mean, yeah, so investing in stocks has some risk involved, but for the most part, you're not going to lose all your money and, you know, you'll probably make you know, if you do well, 7% a year on your money, pretty much guaranteed over the next 20 to 30 years. Uh, there is no guarantee when you invest in yourself. But what I've kind of have seen happen is that, you know, it's, you can get a 10x, 20x, 100x, 1000x return on those investments sometimes. And which enables you not even to need a retirement plan. So, <laughs> right, because you can create money, you can create opportunities whenever you want. Yeah, so true. It's part of being an entrepreneur. You got to always keep investing in yourself. So going back to the strength finders, uh, what are your top, what do you have your top four, top five on your mug? Yeah, top five. Yeah, let me, I don't know if you're going to post the video to the podcast or if it's just audio. We're just uh, going to do the audio. Just audio. Yeah. So that's going to grab a, a mug. But uh, I've got, so number one is competition. Mm -hmm. And so I played sports growing, growing up. I played uh, baseball was my favorite sport. That's how I got into the, uh, the Naval Academy was through baseball. So very competitive. That's number one. Uh, number two is includer. Number three is futuristic. Number four is achiever. And then number five is self-assurance. And when you take the test and pay for the results, they explain what all each of those characteristics or traits or themes mean, correct? 
Absolutely. Yep. So you get a, uh, a report that gives you the definitions of each of the strengths and you get the textbook definitions, but you also get a, an, an individualized report that um, has custom definitions for each of the strengths based on what your other strengths are, which is oh. like my favorite part of the, uh, the, uh, the reports there is like, it's called the strengths insight and discovery guide. And so, uh, so if, if you have competition and I have competition in that particular report, our definitions are going to be different because we have different other strengths. So uh, mine will be competition through the lens of my other four strengths and yours will be through the lens of what your other four strengths are. And as a certified coach, what is, what do you do to help people who have taken the the program? So I I lead the business accelerator program at uh, SIBM. So that's part of what we do. Um, you know, that's a topic that we discuss. People that join the program take the StrengthsFinder assessment. I also really like the Colby assessment, K-O-L-B-E. And I think you've probably taken that yes. assessment from being in, uh, in Bill's program. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, those two assessments combined are really, really powerful. So, yeah, we have folks in the accelerator program take the, uh, the assessment. And if anybody wants to hop on a call and learn more about what their top five strengths mean, um, you know, I'm happy to do that. That's very, very kind of you. Thank you. And what's the best way for people to connect with you, Scott? Uh, sure. Yeah. So the, uh, so strengthsmugs.com uh, is my strengthsmugs website. And then uh, the Service Academy Business Mastermind Group, that's at sabmgroup.com is uh, another way. And if uh, my email address is just scott, S-C-O-T-T at sabmgroup.com if anybody wants to reach out to me there or uh, they can look me up on LinkedIn. For wrapping up today, what is something that you could leave with everybody if, um, if they feel that they're struggling with their business or in life? Yeah, I think that's... So struggling in business and life, I think, you know, when I was at my lower points, you know, or trying things out and it wasn't working, you know, that always kind of led me down more like to a, like a self-discovery process. Um, and, you know, so I, I, so tools like the Strengths Finder really helped me, uh, you know, figure out, you know, what might be the best environment for me. Maybe I just don't have the right partners who are the ideal partners that complement who I am as a person. So the Strengths Finder is a great tool. Uh, there's another great tool. Uh, actually, it's a book and a framework called the 25-Year Framework. And I know, Stefan, you said those, those 25-year goals broken down into 90-day quarters. Um, you know, the guy that, that kind of created that framework, his name is Dan Sullivan, and he's got a book called the 25-Year Framework. And Dan Sullivan's with Strategic Coach. And so I think that, and I was actually just looking at my 25-year go- year goals, and I started this process five years ago. So when I was 35, I set uh, 25-year goals, five-year goals, and 90-day goals. And so I'm coming up on the five-year mile marker here this, uh, this November. I'll turn 40. And looking back over the last five years, um, it's just been amazing what I've been able to accomplish uh, over those five years using that framework. I mean, we've moved our family from uh, New England, um, where we had lived for 14 years, down to Charleston, South Carolina, uh, in a place that we absolutely love. My wife and I both left 
the, uh, the jobs that we were doing up there. Um, my wife is a stay at home mom now spending more time with our kids. Um, I'm doing my businesses full time as of this year. Um, just the relationships that I've built over the last five years have just been exponential. And I, I think a big part of it is that framework, you know, looking out 25 years, figuring out what it is, the types of things you want to be doing and who you want to be hanging out with. <laughs> and then, you know, creating these hundred, you know, these 90 day goal setting periods, you know, which adds up to a hundred different 90, you get a hundred different chances to hit that 25 year goal. And that framework has been uh, so valuable to me. So I guess that's where, where I would start is just, uh, you know, just with a vision board and, you know, a goal setting process to really, to help you kind of manifest it and make it come true. That's, that's fantastic. That's spectacular. Thank you. And, and so people know, even when you set your 25 year framework, it's not as though that you're sitting down and writing out all of those 190 day goals. No, right. You, you sit down and reflect before the 90 day period ends and see how you've progressed and then start reflecting on what you need to do the next 90 days. So you can ultimately get to that 25 year framework plan. Yeah. And it's impossible. You wouldn't be able to set 190 day because <laughs> so yeah. much happens in between that. So you just start with the right. next 90 days. And I think 90 days is just a great uh, mile marker because you can accomplish a lot in 90 days and it's not, but it's not so far away where it's so far off in the distance that it just seems impossible mm -hmm. um, to achieve that 90 day goal. So I just really love those 90 day mile markers, but man, those things add up. So I've been doing it for five years. So that's 20, what, 20, 90 day periods within the last five years that I've sat down and set the next goals for the next 90 days. And man, it adds up, you know, exponentially over time. So I'm just really excited to see what the next five years and 25 years holds in store. So, well, I'm excited yeah. for you. And, and I look forward to knowing what the next five years of all those 90 day goals brings to you as well. Awesome. Great, yeah. Stephen. It's great to be on today. Thank you for your time, Scott. This has been spectacular. I, I really appreciate your insight. And, and I think finishing it off with, those, with the goal setting, that's just investing in yourself. That's, that's what we're doing. At no and it's cost. free, right? You just need a, a, maybe an investment in some paper and a notebook, right? Yeah. <laughs> Go to a hotel and ask for a free notebook pad and, and, and pen. There's, we can always find some pen and paper for sure. Awesome. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate your time today. You're welcome. Been great visiting. Take care. To learn more about Scott and the SABM group, please visit the jacksonholeconnection.com slash episode 51. I do love hearing from my listeners and subscribers. Please send me feedback or suggestions to connect at the jacksonholeconnection.com. Please remember when you're in Jackson Hole to visit my friends at the liquor store of Jackson Hole. I could not create this podcast without the support of my wife, Laura, my editor, Michael Morey, my musical director, Luke Taylor, and my marketing guru, Tana Hoffman. I sure hope you have enjoyed this episode, and I look forward to seeing you back for the next episode of the Jackson Hole Connection.